Jay, how you doing, man? What's good, Wayne the Q? What's good? Let's talk about Kevin. <laughs> yes, let's let's Kevin, talk about Kevin. Kevin Samuels, right? Kevin Samuels, yeah. <laughs> the one and only. The one and only, man. <laughs> well, first off, you know, just, you know, rest in peace to him. You know, um, I will just say this before we start. I don't think it's right that people, like, have, like, bashed my man so bad. Um, yeah. I didn't know the guy at all. You know, I heard his, you know, his perspectives and his views were particular you know, for him, and I just don't necessarily think, you know, we as a people should be like, you know, doing that. But at the same time, you know, that's the thing about opinions, everybody has one. Right. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, Um, the kind of uproar and backlash. It's kind of a mixed bag, it's interesting. He's very controversial, but I don't know. And I, I think we're pretty, pretty good judge of, of character not saying that I know him but then sometimes you know you kind of could tell where people are kind of coming from even if you don't agree with exactly what they're saying or how they're saying it mm -hmm. um, if you kind of check out stuff for long enough you can kind of see people's intentions good bad or indifferent you know if you actually kind of you know spend time with whatever it is like somebody's movies and stuff if you see one movie you kind of like don't really know where they're coming from you see three or four of their movies you start seeing themes and stuff and you kind of get to know more about the person as you go along and so i think it's interesting that people are just having like a sampling of some of his more controversial stuff and kind of rolling with it and without actually investigating for themselves just making these harsh judgments to the point of almost celebrating somebody's passing. And it's weird to me because, to be honest, like for me, he was kind of like a guilty pleasure, you know? <clears throat> and it was interesting because it was hard to know who to share his conversations and topics he would talk about. It, you almost had to be careful about who you brought it up to. It's weird. <laughs> it's almost kind of like politics, you know? You don't know if you could say it to the person or not because they might take it the wrong way. And right. And sometimes you want to talk about things that you enjoy without having to go through and explain or convince somebody of something. Sometimes you just want to have the conversation without, mm -hmm. the, you know, oh, he's this and he's that. And you got going this whole thing about how it's not necessarily like that and go check out more of his stuff and all this stuff versus just having the conversations. Even with doing this conversation, I was trying to think like, who can I have this conversation with or who's going to be fair? Cause I'm, you know, not necessarily want somebody who necessarily liked him or agree, agree with him or agree with me, but mm -hmm. where we could have like a actual discussion about the things he talked about, his effect on the world and people who dug what he talked about and stuff like that. So where did you first hear about Kevin? You know, I think it was his first like viral controversial video the average um, best one yeah, yeah and it was it was like you know where he was talking to the to the woman and and just basically you know telling her like i can't remember exactly what it says i don't i don't want to be wrong but i i'd imagine i think it was someone's like someone's opinion where he was saying like if you over a certain age you know you shouldn't be extra picky like you know what i'm saying like or something to that effect and uh, I remember it just, it just, it just like all of a sudden just went viral. Like it was just everywhere. Like you just, you just couldn't, you know, you couldn't turn on social media, you know, without hearing it, you know what I'm saying? Or hearing his perspective, mm -hmm. 
you know, and as I watch more videos, like you said earlier, you know, you start to see like his, his kind of the thing that makes him who he is or his perspective. You start learning about his perspective. So, you know, but it definitely did catch me off guard when I first, first heard him like, whoa, wait a minute, you know? Mm. Yeah, it was the same thing for me. I'm not for sure if it was the one or not, but I that's the first time I heard somebody just kind of like blatantly kind of going off on a woman. And it wasn't really messy, but he was a matter of fact. And it, and it came to like a ranking and how she looks and, you know, how tall are you? What's your size? Like, that's a taboo. You don't ask women their age or their size or anything <laughs> like that. And he's just kind of leading into the conversation like that. And it was just a shock to kind of hear it. Cause I remember just seeing the clip and I was thinking like, wow, this is crazy. And he called this girl average, you know, and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm thinking like, that's like, what is this? And at first I was kind of upset. I'm like, why is he talking to a woman like that? You know, that's not, that's not cool. But what was interesting was like in my head, I wasn't necessarily disagreeing with him. I think I was more shocked that, you know, he said it, you know, um, and I just thought it was like mean and, and rude. And so just seeing that clip, I thought, man, this guy's a jerk and this is just crazy. And I'm surprised he was even going there. And then I went and watched the actual full conversation. And that's where I was just like, okay, she called in on a night where he normally had a night where people could call in. I think he called it the smoke show and people could call in if they have any complaints or they don't agree with something that he's saying, then that's where you kind of vent and then he'll have a discussion with you to kind of work it out. And, mm -hmm. and then she went on there for, I guess, uh, I don't know what the technical word for it would be, but you know, somebody want an evaluation, I guess she wanted to be evaluated and he's like, well, this is the wrong night for this. You know, this is a different kind of show tonight. And, and she's kind of persisting on, well, you know, I'm normally sleep and I'm up now. And, you know, I just wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you. And I guess he was just like, okay, well, you know, cause normally he charges for consultations and stuff that he has like, you know, a personal one where you could discuss and whatever, whatever. And, mm -hmm. and she was kind of pushing past what he was there to talk about. And he's like, well, and he kind of goes through the line of asking her what she wants and stuff. And then that's when he started asking his questions and, um, seeing the full conversation, not saying that he was justified of saying what he said because she called in on the quote unquote wrong night. It was just the fact that she asked, basically asked for his opinion and he gave his mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost kind of like you kind of get what you pay for. It's almost like going to a seafood restaurant and you wait in line, you have a reservation and you go sit down and they serve you <laughs> seafood. Could you ask for it? And then you get offended, you know? I don't even think she was necessarily offended. I think more people were offended by what he said to her than she was even doing because in her situation, she was kind of asking for his opinion. And I'm sure she was probably surprised by, or maybe not because she probably was a viewer of his show and kind of knew how that went. And so I think maybe her issue, if anything, was trying to um, wrap her mind around his advice and what he was saying to her, you know? And what I noticed was a lot of women that was calling in asking for what he thought couldn't just get over what I would consider like a, maybe a, a basic concept, but I was seeing a pattern of situations where the person's reality wasn't matching the rest of the world. Or I think a lot of times we live in our own delusions to keep us from not giving up or to keep us motivated or keep us from being hurt or whatever. 
but it doesn't change the fact that they're delusions and right. with those delusions you cannot grow you cannot expand you can't be better because if you are always thinking everything's fine because you don't want to deal with it or you won't don't want to um, acknowledge your environment that doesn't keep your environment at bay from impeding on you and so even though it would be harder to deal with something blind, you know, instead of acknowledging it, sometimes I think a lot of us choose to move that way. We'd rather fight in the dark instead of having the lights on, dealing with the truth, and then actually having a plan to take care of it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, and then after I saw that, that video, the full video, I felt differently about it. I still thought it was harsh just because I wasn't used to hearing that direct kind of talk. But what he was saying, I didn't disagree with it. And then I was like, well, let me see what else is going on with him. And I was going back to other past episodes and I learned stuff like he wanted to save like black marriages. He wanted, especially, you know, kids, but especially young boys to have their fathers in the, in the home and things. And he would just throw out these statistics and he had all these facts and stuff. And, and he was consistent about that. And even though people were taking it as him dogging black women, I think it was more reality check and they just didn't want to hear it and they took offense to it. But just because mm -hmm. you take offense to it doesn't mean it's, it's not true. True. <laughs> and, and then I ended up going further back and I saw him having conversations with men. And man, okay, not that I have it all together, but he had me feeling like he, he wasn't even talking to me. He was talking to some guy calling in and he's talking about the things that he wants. And he's like, okay, well, you know, how many hours are you working in a week? You know, you know, what's your weight like? What are you, you know, all, asking all these kind of questions, you know, like how you expect to get anybody and you live with your mom, how you expect to get anybody right. and you don't shave, you don't, you don't pull yourself together. You know, what are you, right. what are you expecting to get if you not, you know, out there putting in that work? Nobody can want you like that or go dust you off, you know? And I didn't realize that, you know, his first few years, he was just talking to men only. And so to hear that, and, and like I said, I'm a grown man, you know, in my own situation. And even some of the stuff he was saying, it's like, yeah, I could probably tighten up on some of that stuff myself. And I've been around for a while. Um, <laughs> but then I saw like, okay, well, he's an equal opportunist when it comes to, you know, telling people about themselves and kind of shaking them out of their delusion into mm -hmm. pulling themselves together. It's like, you could take it or leave it, but if you're lucky enough to have something pointed out to you, that's the truth. Even though your normal feeling will be to reject it because you don't want to accept it, for those who choose to listen, you can save yourself a lot of time and trouble and gain some insight because it's so hard to see things on your person when you're in your body. It's hard to see right, outside right. of yourself. You're, you're seeing more others than you do yourself. Very seldom right. we see ourselves in mirrors and things like that. Some people even avoid mirrors. So that's how much we don't want to see ourselves or, or deal with things with us. And we're so focused on the outside. And so when things are reacting to us, we're not considering what people are seeing. Our look, um, how we hold our shoulders, if our faces frowned up or smiling, all those kind of things we're not aware of. But people are constantly on the other side of us reacting to it. And we're thinking like it's them and not considering our part. And so I think he was a good wake up call for acknowledging your part in it. And I think a lot of people wasn't ready for it, but I think a lot of people also were ready for it and took the advice and, or perspective and tried to do better for themselves. Yeah, I mean, you summed it up perfectly, man. I mean, you know, when you actually start like 
listening to what he said, you know, you'll see like it's different than what the social media part of it like picked up and what they wanted, you know, to go viral. It's like, you know, really you you just see like all you hear about is how messed up he was and and how over the top he was and stuff and then like you okay if you say well okay well let me let me take a step back and think about what generation I'm in so this new generation doesn't like to be told anything you know this new generation doesn't like to be doesn't like to be confronted with the truth remember you know that you know that's the one thing like baby boomers say about the new generation it's it's you know, everybody got a trophy, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and so when you think about that too, when you think about who kind of runs the social media thing, you know, it's it's this generation. And so take that into consideration too, and then think, oh, wow, okay, so the new generation, this person might actually be saying something real, legitimate and harsh, and, and well, <laughs> very harsh, but honest, you know, not necessarily mean, but honest. And uh, people just aren't ready to hear that. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's a cognitive dissonance sometimes that, that we, we kind of build. You know, it keeps us from from really, like, seeing, like, the truth. But I remember, like, one time, I think he said certain things that people would think but didn't want to say out loud. You know, because, you know, I mean, some people think that. Like, it's like, okay, if you, you know, <laughs> if all the listeners who, you know, are underage or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm not this is not my viewpoint i'm just you know i'm just putting it out there like you know sometimes you know men have that perspective where it's like okay we're trying to come at you right you know and get to know you and stuff and then you know we find out you didn't had you know three four five guys and all of a sudden and, and three four five you know baby fathers all different and then all of a sudden you know with us you're gonna change male guy you, you know this new guy you're gonna change and all of a sudden it's you know i got super high standards and that's fine everybody should have standards no everybody should right. but at the same time don't make it harder for the new guy <laughs> right that might actually be good for you but at the same time like you know you've built up such a wall because of these other four guys you make it super hard on him super stringent on the next guy whoever it is right. and it's almost like why am i doing this you know because there's already a lot of baggage that comes with that, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got to deal with all that. But then plus you make it harder for me too. And it's like, he would say something like that. Yeah. Now we all might, people might think it, but you know, group thing says you can't say that out loud, right? We have to, you know, the, the person can think that, but the, the people have to think differently. You would say, no, that's, that's wrong to say that out loud. And I think he would just say something like that um, and be honest like that you know blunt blunt honest like yeah. you know painfully honest you know yeah because he would point out the hypocrisy about how like you know what kind of man you want oh you know gotta be over six feet tall over 5'11 they have to have this much money and blah 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 and then he's like well if a man you know don't want to be with you because you're overweight then all of a sudden he's a jerk and he's you know right. and he hates women like wait a minute women have their you know things that they want as well that seems kind of you know and then you start kind of mm -hmm. breaking down like, okay, if you want somebody who makes all this kind of money, you know, what percentage make this kind of money? Make that kind of money and black mm -hmm. and single, you mm -hmm. know? And, and the number is like like 2% or half a percent or something crazy like that. And they thinking like, okay, so you're overweight, um, you have kids and all this other kind of stuff. Why would a guy make it over $100,000 or six figure guy with all this kind of stuff going on, no kids or nothing, why would he pick you? 
right. they're saying stuff like, you know, because I'm me, because I'm special, you know, and it's kind of like, it's like, <laughs> yes, you are special in your own life. Yes, you are. Right. But, but the realistic piece to it, right? The realistic piece to it is just as special as you are. This person is special too, and they're not overweight, and they're not this, and they're not that. And they don't right. have this, and they don't have that, and that—that's right. really it. Right. But it's like saying that is like, oof, can't say that, you know. And it's like, well, I and mean, they, you can. And they're not understanding it. They get offended versus like they're confused by it. And I'm thinking like, that's like I don't think I would ever get confused that if I had a job that made fifty thousand dollars, that I wouldn't be able to afford a Lamborghini. I wouldn't go to a shop to go look for a Lamborghini if I'm making 50000 I wouldn't even window shop. I wouldn't want to play with my emotions like that, seeing something <laughs> like that that's so far removed from what I can have to even see in my head. But to go up to that and think like, okay, regardless of what I have, I think I'm worth it. Me thinking what I'm worth is not necessarily the, you know, the current market value. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you got to get you what you think you are closer to what the market is saying you are because you can say whatever mm -hmm. you want to but you know if nobody's buying then that tells you the true value of the, whatever that thing it is that you're trying to sell be it right. yourself be it your car be it artwork whatever it, there, there's a you know actual market that determines that regardless of how you feel about yourself and it's a big difference mm -hmm. between how you feel and reality mm -hmm. um, and it's just a clash of that is just so crazy to see I've never seen nothing like it before. I, I spent my life, especially as a black man, when it came to black women, as just being polite and just not saying anything. If you didn't have anything to say, that was nice. <laughs> but, 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 and so I'm sure a lot of women walk around not knowing or living the delusion because nobody is coming up to them, loved ones or even people who don't like them, not saying anything to them about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like if you got a booger in your nose and nobody says you have a booger in your nose, do you really have a booger in your nose? And, and to <laughs> not you, to your knowledge. Yeah, not to you. Not to you. <laughs> but would somebody want to walk up to somebody who got a, something in their nose? They probably avoid you. Right. And you thinking like, well, you know, I feel good. And I'm telling you, you don't. You don't. You feel good, but you don't match what you think you are. And therefore, you're getting a different reaction than you're expecting. And I thought it was interesting too, how he would play on the word average. People hear average and get mad, but mm -hmm. but average is what most people are. Right. Cause like he stood up for, so it's like average men, you know, he would call them like, you know, like Henry's or whatever, but it'd be average men that's hard working and stuff. Now he ain't talking about no bums and thinking women should just be with bums and stuff, but he would get mm -hmm. mad if a woman saying that she's settling when it's a guy that really would match her better and she just wants what she wants. And so mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily a high earner. What would he call high value, high value. Oh, high man. value. Yeah. Yeah. And so the women would hear that and be like, yeah, I'll take one of those as if it's just something you could just pick out. <laughs> and so he'd be like, you know, well, you're average. So why don't you get like an average guy who's a plumber or he got his own business and stuff. Cause they make a lot of money too. And they kind of like, you know, no, they want the lifestyle. And so, they want what they want, but it's almost like you may want him, but do you think he's looking for you? Mm -hmm. And it was just so weird for it just not to make sense to some of them. I, <laughs> it's just hard to, you know, it's almost like somebody trying to walk into a wall and you're just looking at them like, how many times y'all keep hitting that wall when you realize there's no <laughs> door there? Like, it, 
it's entertaining but it's kind of unnerving as well because it's just like man are, are you really just not that um you know and um yeah when you do the ranking and even though they got mad at him about you know his ranking thing but he would tell people judge yourself between i guess one and one and ten but you can't use seven and he would say like well you know a eight would be a Beyonce or somebody like that. And people would be like, I'm mm-hmm. a 10. I'm a 10. <laughs> and their weight isn't right. You know, they don't really <laughs> take care of themselves. They got all these kids and stuff. And not ign- ignoring the talent of Beyonce, ignoring the success of people that she's connected with, all the other stuff, as if that doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm just as cute as her, so it makes me the same as her. Oh, boy. It was just... <laughs> And so, you know, part of the other thing I think comes up too is like, you know, I think one of the reasons why everybody was like up in arms too is like, because, you know, you're always taught you should always go for what you want. And you're always taught that, you know, you're special. Like, you deserve a bunch of stuff. Like, you do. Like, you work hard. You deserve what you want. You know, you should be able to just go out in the world and get what you want. So, when you're conditioned to think that, all like, you know. Real quick, who's raised like that? Like, boys or girls or are you talking about everybody I think, yeah, I think young people in general um, okay. you know we're all talk- I mean you know we're conditioned to you know go out in the world and you know get what you want you want something you get it I mean that's you know you want a TV the one you want you got the money for it you go get it you don't have the money for it you put it on your credit card you don't have the money for it you borrow it you don't have the money for it you get it on layaway but you still want it doesn't change that you want that TV like you know what I'm right. saying or that car in no, like you know our community and like cars and you know sneakers for example you know this is what we want you know and so even if it's not necessarily fitting our lifestyle to have it we still want it we still gonna try to do whatever it is to get it and so because i think because you're kind of conditioned with that mindset same deal same rule applies when you you know you seek in people that you like right so we're already behind as a society because society kind of pushes what you see as attractive mm-hmm. so you know of course colorism has a play in that so lighter skinned people are automatically more attractive right you know certain body types and, and certain this certain that you know all those things are like pushed on us like you know from jump and so you know taking that into account right and then um so you grow up you think well this is what i like this is attractive regardless of not what i got going you know this is what i want i should be able to go get it too because I want it then you know but of course you throw in the self the self-preservation kind of selfish piece right mm-hmm. you don't really care about anybody else and like what it is you just only care about what you want and I mean which is I mean in life would kind of what it should be but you know I think I think when you kind of roll all that together and you you have like a like a kind of like a summation of all that slapping you at once you're gonna think <laughs> you're gonna think you could be this and be that but still deserve this high earning person man or woman or are you gonna think you deserve this woman that does a bunch of stuff you know what i'm saying uh and so he's gonna think you deserve it because you you know that's what we taught you want something go get it yeah i'll, I'll say this i'll say boomers and gen xers are the main ones who will follow him and so I think the the folks that was calling in, the women and stuff that was calling in, they're older and and kind of know better in a way. Or at least they should. <laughs> and for dudes, just being a guy, we learn quickly the kind of the rules of the world and how it could be not fair. 
like like you have women that are you know maybe for religious reasons and stuff like that choose to be a virgin and they're in their 40s right it can mm -hmm. be a guy who wants a woman a good guy and go his whole life without being with a woman that's like possible and it's probably more common than people would think and so as guys we kind of know we don't always get what we want and we know that life isn't really fair and if really if you don't kind of hustle and, and work it out then we could just disappear as far as the world is concerned you know some do and some don't i think that we have a kind of an understanding that if we're on that street homeless then nobody's feeling bad for us they're gonna look at us like how come you didn't do this or that or you know it's, it's no nobody's like what happened you know you know, mm -hmm. I don't think we get that kind of uh, that kind of grace. And um, something I thought was kind of interesting that he had mentioned about depreciation. I'm talking about, you know, what do we have that gets more valuable as it gets older? You know, which is kind of a, a trick question because it's kind of like nothing gets more valuable, really, as it gets older and used. Uh, stuff depreciates. And I think, you know, he said something I thought was very interesting, too, about how women kind of get have their time, really, in the beginning, early on when they're young, you know, that's when they're at their prime and, and their value is high. And for guys, it's not so much. And I can attest to that from being a young guy. Um, mm -hmm. And as we get older, you know, cause really the women is almost like outside stuff. Like you want a nice personality and stuff, but beauty, you know, cause lots of stuff you will put up with if the person is beautiful to you you put up with more but guys you know you got to have some kind of status you got to have some kind of you know something you got to be about something you got to have some something showing that you have some kind of success you can't just be now i'm not saying that everybody is and it's not no bum guys out there just you know hooking up but you know they women are wanting them for something else maybe to you know whatever but you know for the most part you know you need to have you know a job and be able to take care of a family and things like that that's that's Cause it's almost like you, you can't, cause not like there isn't women out there who, you know, marry men for their money and status and stuff. Like they'd be like, well, I don't love him, but you know, I feel safe and, and taken care of by him. And you know, marriage wasn't always about love and stuff anyway. A lot of times it was arranged, you know, it was a thing that just like, you know, two families, you know, were kind of connected and be like, Hey, my daughter, your son, that kind of thing or whatever. And people just kind of, you know, you know, worked it out you know mm -hmm. that was just a thing to do it wasn't like you know they just hung out and stuff this is kind of a newer thing so um wanting this perfect person you know doesn't really exist and it's just interesting <laughs> to hear about you know people leaving their marriages thinking there's gonna be something better out there and get left out there and can't find anybody else I think when men are older it's easier to get women or just as easy because at first i thought it's so weird when you would hear like an older man with a younger woman. And to me, that never made sense. I'm like, eh, I want somebody <laughs> around my age because, you know, we'll have the same kind of experience and things like that. And we'll probably be, you know, kind of be even killed and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> it was just interesting hearing hearing him break it down. I'm like, it make I understand what, you know, <laughs> why the guy would probably be older because the men that women are looking for you know the things they want and the lifestyle and ain't no way he could be in those places at 30. that wouldn't be a normal kind of thing he wouldn't be mm -hmm. the guy would be until his mid-40s maybe or or you know something like that before it'd be the kind of guy that be able to actually take care of somebody because usually the guys that's around the women's age that are younger 
they don't have anything yet either. They're in the trenches and right. stuff. And right. then, and then also, if you want somebody who's rich and powerful, have all the stuff, then you know you have to get in on that early, like the ball player or something who wasn't nobody, but you know, use that girlfriend that always stuck around, or the guy <laughs> who wanted to start a business and went from the ground up. And then, you know, you were there the whole time and look what he turned into. Kind of like how E-40's wife, he's been with his, his woman since high school. And so he didn't have nothing when he was, you know, younger. And he's this person now with all the success and money and all this other kind of stuff. And she's still there versus somebody who wasn't there for the journey and just want that type of person and had to, you know, put nothing in it at all. No investment at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And so if the person on top get a chance to choose, why wouldn't they choose something that's aesthetically pleasing to them? They wouldn't care about somebody that's necessarily older, who has opinions that they won't change or, or just want to kind of do what they want to do. It's interesting how, I don't know, I think just relationships are something, but relationships for black folks is just, we have so much other stuff that's mixed in with that. It's just layers and layers of stuff. And um, mm -hmm. we are just now on the same page for a lot of stuff. And it's just like, I feel it's unnecessarily bumpy. I think that the car has one steering wheel and you got two people fighting over the steering wheel, but nobody's watching the tires. <laughs> no, nobody making sure the seat belts are locked. No, nobody's checking to see who's trying to get into the car. It's just interesting. And I think that the things he brought up and the way he talked about things, he brought light to a lot of stuff that people wasn't paying attention to. And he, he mm -hmm. worded it in a good way, even though it was harsh at times, a good way that kind of broke down what was going on and the situations that, uh, that we kind of deal with. And I think it's interesting too, that even though it's quote unquote harsh, I even know myself trying to tell somebody something and you tell them in a nice way and either they don't get it because you're not direct enough or it's vague enough where even if they get it, they could act like they didn't understand because you didn't say directly what it was. <laughs> uh, and so his harshness for him to be saying this now, and it's been stuff that a lot of men has been thinking and not necessarily as harsh as he's putting it, but agree with what he's saying and understand where he's coming from. If it took this long, it's like if this kind of stuff was happening in the first place and there was an understanding of like men don't care about the woman's degrees and cars and stuff like that. You know, we want somebody who's agreeable and, and who's fit and, and got themselves together like that more so than degrees because, you know, we don't, um, you know, like the guys, yeah, the first you, thing they're yeah. looking at is not their, it's not their degrees. Like that, right. we probably wouldn't even bring up what you, you know, what you studied or did you have any degrees or anything. So even though they would probably feel proud of that because it's their personal accomplishment, you know, just because it's important to you doesn't mean it's going to be important to them. I'm an artist, so I think art is important. But somebody who don't like art, then that's nothing. I can't do anything with it. I couldn't trade it for it for a dollar. You know, it wouldn't right. matter. And so it's kind of like when you're trying to buy something, you got to check what kind of currency they're using. It can't be like I'm giving you this, you know, this blue money. No, I want green money. And so, oh, I got a lot of blue money. I'm so proud. Look what I did. And here you go. And I'm like, I don't take blue money here. Right. You know, because that's the reality. It's super interesting, like, you know, to just think back to like some of those like harsh things that he would say. Um, but, you know, the focal point on what he was saying was was so, you know, it was like, oh, he's being demeaning. He's being mean, you know? And granted, of course, you know, you know, you can always like 
tailor your approach but like maybe some of you said earlier where it kind of hits with this you know where you have there's so this you know it's like when, when white folks get together or other coaches get together they just get together yeah. you know and they don't really have to worry about certain certain things you do so like i guess maybe in the asian culture if you chinese and you get with a japanese you know you kind of got to worry about mixing families all this kind of stuff right mm-hmm. and you know but you know so outside of those like little nuances um for us you know we have so much stigma behind everything you know with us because for example you know you can't we're always supposed to support each other right. because there was this carefully orchestrated you know plot plan that was carried out to get us to not support each other you know to get us to take the black man from the black woman to take the black woman from the black man and you know take the black man out the house and then you know white man give you know welfare to black women so you don't need the black man blah 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 destroy the black family prison the pipeline all those different things right so all those is for later so it's like you know when you get to a point where it's like damn the moment you try to give this harsh truth and again some things to me were over the top but you know i mean i get that the overall sentiment i get was the the reality checks right but it's it's kind of hard to sit in the reality check because it's overshadowed by this fact that you're demeaning the black woman and you shouldn't be doing that you know because there's so many other things that demean the black woman already and and this is another thing that's doing it so you know it's it's so like tricky where to be honest but at the same time and maybe it's just an acknowledgement thing you know to say okay i'm not trying to belittle anyone i'm trying to bring like this realistic approach to it i think maybe that was just what was lacking so what would you consider demeaning like an example not exactly what he said or anything necessarily but do you have an example of what you would consider what was being said that was kind of demeaning in a way I think, you know, I mean, I, I don't have like a specific example. It's been a while since I've seen this stuff. But, you know, I think what could be misinterpreted for like demeaning is when you tell someone who has like three kids, three baby daddies that, you know, she, you know, should she shouldn't necessarily settle, but she shouldn't necessarily be expecting this, which okay. kind of in a sense, again, it, it kind of it lowers the self-esteem in a sense because it makes you feel less than because of your life circumstances, you know, and, and choices that you could have, A, either had some kind of effect, you know, impact on, or B, you you didn't. And so, you know, it kind of just, it's kind of, it blames you by your circumstances, you know? So it's like, your personality is still the same. You're still a great person, yeah. you know, but you have these circumstances like that are surrounding you. And so, I mean, we know, you know, you aren't your circumstances, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you are your experiences. And so I think that's where it kind of happens, where it's like the thin line between demeaning and realistic uh, perspective. But now here's the other piece. This is devil's advocate. Everything is a matter of perspective, right? So right. Our, and our perceptions are our realities, right? So, yeah, this person can have this perception that they're whatever and they think they should have all these things. But at the same time, you know... <laughs> You know, everybody has their own perspective. So, you know, at some point you have to ask, well, who in the hell is Kevin Samuels? And why does he matter? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to ask yourself that, like, why does his perspective matter? Like, why? You know what I mean? And this is just, you know, outside of the conversation, you know, about outside of my for or against him. It's not even yeah. that. It's just, you know, like, you ask yourself, like, why does it matter? Why do any of these celebrities matter? Why do their perspectives matter anyway? So the fact that he's extra harsh, okay, he got a platform because everybody in a sense 
fed into what he was saying and then that made him even bigger and opened up his platform so in a sense you created your own dread because you supported this person who really didn't matter just another person so you know it's it's all like a messed up circle that we just kind of keep like perpetuating this is what it is yeah where i kind of take it is his carrot was high value and he was talking to a particular audience and somebody who probably didn't have what you know because okay like anybody can win the lottery allegedly right but mm-hmm. then there's also things that are kind of also not saying everybody's the same but you could kind of make some generalizations that are true mm-hmm. and it's kind of like i never like i said when he said stuff to me it was always kind of like the women who wanted the high value person and they just want to know how to get that and if he said like you know you're not really ready for it or you're not the right type for it for what he's considering to be whatever a high value person when he says like okay so they want this 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 and that are you these things and and they're saying well no and they're saying so you know why don't you just be with somebody that's average and nothing wrong with average i grew up blue collar my parents did blah 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 it's nothing wrong with that and people just like no, I don't want that. I want this. And so I don't think he was necessarily saying, saying that they, they necessarily can't. But it's also, you know, a thing where somebody could tell you, like, I'm not saying that you can't do this or do that. But the probability and or you're not equipped for it, then it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you could be 5'4 and you want to be in the NBA. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not going yeah, Okay. Anything's possible, but you're not tall enough. You're not fast enough. You know, you don't have the, the upper body strength and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, you got asthma, so it might be hard for you to run. So why don't you do something like golf? And then you'd be offended because <laughs> they said golf because you want to play basketball. And then you're being demeaned because I'm saying that you're not good enough to play basketball. That's how I kind of see it. And I'm like, Ugh. like I said, anybody can do anything they want. But I think that also, if you're not equipped for a situation, or ready for a situation or built for a situation, regardless of your hopes and beliefs and feelings for yourself, it's not an option regardless of what you think of yourself. It's still more than likely is not going to happen. And mm-hmm. if you're looking for something and you ask somebody where to find it and they're saying it's not here, instead of trying, you know, elbow and bum rush yourself into that situation, if they're telling you like it's something that fits you, probably be easier for you or more lined up with you over there, and you're asking for somebody's help or what they think, then what's wrong with going over there and seeing if it really is over there for you? First, it's just like, you're not gonna tell me what I can't be or what I can't do. Because a lot of people that was talking about, they want these high value men. It's not like they had them or could find them, you know? They're single and they're getting older. And it's kind of like, so you wanna keep striving for something that's probably not probable, because mm-hmm. you just want to be hard-headed about and just keep going further and further along and just being by yourself and it's harder and harder or let me see what's right here in my vicinity that matches up more so the reality of me not how i feel about myself you know you could be working at mcdonald's and feeling like you're a millionaire but you still <laughs> are surrounded in the environment of mcdonald's and everything that affords you yeah and for somebody to say you can't afford Ruth Chris, it wouldn't necessarily be a lie. It wouldn't be like you couldn't, 
but you know <laughs> using that mcdonald's money that might cost you your living arrangements for a month so you can eat there one time but you could do anything i guess that you you want so i just think it's just i think people are just kind of more bumping up against the fact of they see it they want it and hearing that you can't have it or this is what you have to have to have it and they're just trying to force their way into it because the thing about it is it's like the examples he would get like you know fit feminine and something else it's like nobody want to get counseling nobody want to lose weight no one want to be agreeable they just want to have their way and they always got to be right you know it's like yeah well, well that's, that's what man broke or rich would want some woman that they got to argue with all the time or, or not healthy and all that <laughs> and that's the thing but you can't say that while seeming like a jerk but i mean so here you go again right so you know again because of the conditioning that you know is being put out there and followed it's like okay it's almost like you're being pushed for those things to be acceptable right like this is gonna come you with this type of woman just know that's what comes with her you know attitude or or whatever that's what comes with her or you with this type of woman that's what comes with her or you with this type of dude with this type of man mm -hmm. so that's what comes with him and we're just being conditioned for that and then it's like we have these little kind of like these little remnants where we break out of it and be like no you know what that's a red flag i can't mess with that but then at the same time you think well damn like what are you actually bringing to the table you know like and and then that even at that point right so now younger generation is saying what somebody asked you that that's a red flag like what do you bring to the table because they're automatically thinking, well, so are you with me for what I can bring or what, you know, and it's like, no, that's not the case. But, right. you know, I mean, it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like theoretically it's you're taking the, the just blind love out of the equation sometimes and you think about it. And so that's the realistic piece, right? So it's like, right. when you just meet somebody, you fall for them and it's good. That's it. Nothing else. I like you. I like you too you know you got kids okay cool i got kids okay cool you know what let's just make it happen let's just get married roll off in the sunset yeah but then like you know and that's fairy tale then yeah. you know you have the the realistic approach was like wait you got three kids okay but one of them is in jail okay but then i got three kids but you got three boys and one of them has like a sexual assault charge right uh, so i got three girls you know how's this gonna work oh wait but you know they got charges they got to you know pay for and you still right. got lawyer fees Oh man, okay. And so your baby dad, your, your, your ex-husband, he was ex-con, you know, he was in there for murder. Like, you know, so it's like that, but then those different things actually come up. And the fact that you think about them, it takes away from the fairy tale of it. And then it's like, damn, that's harsh. Wait a minute, you're not supposed to be seeing all this. You're supposed to just see me and be like, yeah. yeah. But they also looking, seeing, you know, that the money's good or live or lifestyle and the car and the restaurants that they're going to and they want to go there too and it's kind of like like what would you, would you accept that for would you and, and something that i thought was kind of interesting that he would say and bring up sometimes but he'd be like the way women are today would you want your your son to be with somebody who's argumentative and don't take care of themselves and all this other kind of stuff would you want your son and they'd be like no hell no like they, they'll say that quick they'll say that quick you know, would you want your brother to be with somebody like that? Well, no. So he's kind of looking like, so, I mean, what do you... <laughs> so, it's, it, it, you know, would you hook up your son with your girlfriend's daughter? Oh, no, uh-uh, no, no. She she fights too much and this is... Okay. <laughs> so, so you know it for your son, so you know better for your son, but then you want to be that for some man? Like, why, why would that be okay? And, and yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> but um, but I think what a lot of women probably couldn't wrap their head around is the fact that, like, you know, going to school, getting all these degrees, or maybe having a great job, and that kind of don't matter because a guy could be like, hey, I'll date this IG model. And they're thinking like, well, I have more to offer than that IG model. And it's kind of like, well, mm-hmm. if the guy is based off of somebody being agreeable and fit and feminine, then yeah, they would take the IG model because, you know, it wouldn't be all the extra stuff that would go along with it. I'm so smart that you can't tell me what to do. I'm always right. I got these degrees that don't really matter to the man because the man don't care if you have degrees or not, or I got my own stuff and guy don't care about it. So that kind of stuff, like I said, confusion is, is that people are not understanding what the currency is. Mm-hmm. And as long as there's a disagreement, you know, and the thing about it is who controls what the currency that's being accepted, the seller or the buyer? Mm. That's a good question. Well, the answer <laughs> is, is the buyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer. Because if you try to sell me something, it's not the way I want it. I'm not buying it. The buyer has the power. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. You know, it's, 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 you know, like I said, I mean, he, he definitely came with the, with the, with this realistic piece that, you know, everybody wasn't ready to hear. Because um, it just took away from the, Hey, I like you, you know, well, I like you too, you know, or it, it, it you know, and some, you know, sometimes too, like with, with us as people, you know, we don't like necessarily for folks to shed light on certain things like status quo. Right. Again, I like you. I like you too. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right into the sunset. Right. Right. But then there's that also that piece where it's like, Hey, you know, you should really look at that before you just like, settle down like think about this think about this like are you really going to be happy if you you know do this and this and this you know hey fellas like i'm telling you that you know you your your value is up here you know and then so now it's like on the women's side it's like wait a minute you you're telling them that that they're too good for us like so you're shedding light so you're making it harder for us you know same deal flipping on the other side you know a guy who's like when he would get on the guys and he would have these conversations about the guys and he's like, you know, nothing against McDonald's, you know, but you know, you like 50 doing this thing at McDonald's. It's like, you know, but you're expecting this. And it's like the same thing. So he's like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, so ladies think about this, you know, if you see yourself as valuable, that's not high valuable. And then it's like for the guys, it's like, well, damn, how you going, you going, you're making it harder for me now. Like now you shedding light that, you know, are you putting it in her head? You're indoctrinating her that I'm not the shit, you know, like she might have thought I was before you just said, well, you could do better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. At a certain level, I think everybody kind of know the rules. I think the rules get wonky when it's higher up just because the air is thinner up there. It's less mm-hmm. up there. You know, we're kind of used to growing up dealing with the, you know, our environments, but you know, that kind of echelon or whatever, not everybody's up there to see that or even know that side of things. So I think it's a little bit different. I think we already kind of know how to deal with, you know, the guy that works at the fast food restaurant or the chick who works the fries and stuff. We already kind of know how all that kind of works. 
And also, mm-hmm. he was saying there's nothing wrong with the fry girl to be with the burger flipper. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And why not, you know, get together and make a life together? So he wasn't like it was like, you can't have this and you're just going to starve. It's kind of like, why don't you, wouldn't this make sense to have this? This is really probably more at this level. So it wasn't like it wasn't no alternative or no recommendations or anything like that. Because you often talk about marriages and people trying to stick it out and not just getting divorces over frivolous stuff and how it's mostly women as, you know, filing for divorces and stuff like that and just different things. He had said something that was kind of interesting, talking about you know, high value guys have the option to have, you know, other women and stuff like that. And the women would get mad about that. But then there was women that was with, you know, high value men. They were saying, yeah, you know, you might just be the other woman and that's just fine. It's like everybody kind of getting fed the way they wanted to get fed without the extra, you know. Sometimes people, when the light is shining on something, people get funny about how it seems to others so then they get defensive about it but if nobody knew nobody would say anything mm-hmm. so the women were like oh, i wouldn't want to share no man and this is that and whatever whatever and he was like well if you have a person making this kind of money this kind of access and they can have anything they want if you want them that might be a thing that goes along with it just like if you mm-hmm. if you want this lifestyle where you could be at home and stuff you might have a overweight bald guy and he may not be attractive to you but you right. might have to still sleep with him right you know what what is that then you know what i mean so you are you still concerned you know you look past everything you want when it's something that you you want so if you Mm -hmm. want the money and the lifestyle then you'll overlook the belly and the bald head just like (laughs) the guy who wants the you know what he figures is a fine cute girl or woman he'll bypass the attitude he'll bypass maybe you know, other stuff that she might have going. Her being immature, maybe, or her being, you know, maybe not worldly. Maybe she doesn't know a lot. So the conversation is going to be awful. But, you know, <laughs> she physically attracted. So the guy be like, okay, I'll take the IG model that don't maybe no, have a lot going on because she got what I want. Just like mm-hmm. the, the woman sees the guy with the belly. I don't want that belly, but if it goes along with that house and that car <laughs> and that vacation, then I'll take it. And yep. so it goes both ways, but it's almost kind of like it, you only could admit one side of it. Like, right. Like the women could be picky about their part, but let the guy say anything that he's shallow and how dare mm-hmm. he choose like that? How dare he be mm-hmm. so superficial? But I think somebody's money and what they have is superficial too. One of my homeboys, he, he always experiences this where it's like, you know, she'll say, uh, she'll say, you're too short, you know, you're definitely too short. Uh, for me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like anybody under six feet, you know, you hear that anybody under six feet. Where did that number come from? I hear even even I hear heard that about that, and they'd be <laughs> the shortest people in the world. They'd be like five three, and want somebody six mm-hmm. feet tall. Like it's mm-hmm. not a lot of six feet tall dudes out there. I, you might think so because if you watch basketball, but it's not a lot of six over six feet tall guys. <laughs> and why would that be your quote if you're five three? Why wouldn't five six be enough or five seven? Why six foot? <laughs> So, you know, so you, you got this, you know, that sentiment, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but then let this dude come up and say, well, and then so, well, it's funny, like, you know, so she's like, okay, well, you know, I don't, I, I can't, you know, if you're under six feet, you know, no. Or if you're too short, if I'm taller than you in heels, then no, you're out. You know, but I used to have a homeboy back in college. His his rule, and he was slim, fit, not like super, you know, gym rat, like, you know, we used to be, but, um, you know, he was in shape or whatever, tall, slim. Mm-hmm. He had a rule. He was like, he could not talk to a girl that he couldn't fit his 
if he hugged her and his elbow and he couldn't touch he, he couldn't touch each elbow he couldn't give her a shot you know and everybody was like oh! like you know like just like what did he say you know what i'm saying like it was just like the wildest thing ever mm. but at the same time nobody like extra like because of that rule that six feet rule he was good because yeah. he, he was like six three so he was already good you know what i'm yeah. saying like there was no kind of even double take on that because you know it's just like well that's what women like they like tall guys whatever right. now, you know not gonna say nothing but let you say let you say oh no you got to be under this weight class and it's like what right. did you just say like you know so messed up so you know i just think it's about the realistic pieces that kind of made him big but also made him like controversial too yeah i, I think yeah because he he would um he, he'd be silly and at first I didn't know it but you know after you know listening to his shows and stuff he started kind of slipping I started understanding <laughs> that he was like a geek because he would mention like Game of Thrones and stuff and Winter is Coming and he'll make Star Wars references and stuff and <laughs> he would do his Thanos snap if I could change it and use my Thanos snap and he go and I was like this dude's a geek he's referencing too much stuff and I thought it was kind of neat because it's almost kind of like being young and a geek at that time, you would never mm -hmm. understand what your life could potentially be when you got older. You know, like mm -hmm. a lot of geeks turn out to be great people, but those wasn't the ones that the girls were going for back in the day. Right. And so now the women see the value of it now, but at the time it would give you the time of day because you wasn't necessarily athletic or whatnot. And it's just funny how that goes. And it kind of plays into also what he was talking about as far as like the thing shifting. But I thought it was kind of neat. He was a geek that kind of pulled it together and he felt comfortable enough to kind of like make references and stuff. Cause that used to be a thing you would hide from. You wouldn't even mention anything that would make you sound like, you know, that you were yeah, like, nerd. nerdy. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I also I came across this video he did. It's called What Your Father Should Have Told You. Oh, it was so powerful, man. My father passed away when I was young, before I started growing facial hair and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I wish I would have had that video when I was a kid. And I watched that video. It's funny because a lot of stuff I figured out just because you get older and you figure it out, whatever. But it really got to me. I'm like, man, it was just basic stuff. But I'm thinking like, I never heard anybody say that. I never heard nobody say, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, this is a hygiene and make sure you do this and make sure you clean this and make sure you know just some basic stuff and i'm like man if i ever came across a kid that was trying to figure stuff out or lost i'm like i hope they come across that video because it was mm -hmm. he was kind of harsh in a way but he was just funny He was like man you know they got this powder you know and you put you put down here because you don't be you know you crotch smelling crazy and stuff like that man don't he's, <laughs> he's just saying stuff but it was just like it was just true and he's like hey man you know you know when you you know you're taking a shower you don't use your hand you know you, you get a loofah and you scrub your back there's nobody wash your back you gotta scrub your back you gotta get in there How do, don't just you know it's just, it's just funny you know mm -hmm. just all the stuff it was funny but it was just like a big brother or uncle because everybody don't have those you know and a right. lot of times we grow up with just our moms and our moms do the best they can but not all of them are gonna give you all the stuff they're not gonna tell you all the stuff right. they're not gonna tell you the importance of stuff they they don't actually raise you as a man you're kind of their mate in a way it's mm -hmm. like what they would want for a man for a but, man but, but not a man that you could my mom did her best and mm -hmm. i have a lot of girl cousins i will tell you that okay for me to be around all them women right and to see how they move how they act how they talk and all this other kind of stuff 
you would mm-hmm. think that I'd be better prepared for women in the real world. I was not. I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand. I never had anybody that potentially could see me as an enemy that I didn't do anything to. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I'm used to people mm-hmm. loving me. I'm used to people being kind to me when I'm kind to them. I'm used to certain kind of things. And it's just like, well, they're on a whole different playbook. And so <laughs> I, you know, I, I got kind of kind of busted up a little bit in the beginning because it took me a while to unlearn what I was learning. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah. So it, it just wasn't, it wasn't like, cause I'm sure my dad had been like, hey, you know, everybody's not the same. This is how this <laughs> might go. This is how that might go. Don't, just because you do this doesn't mean you love them. And just because that happened doesn't mean just the game that mm-hmm. a mom probably wouldn't give you because she doesn't see it that way. She, like I said, she wants what work for her. And that's right. not necessarily what's in the best interest of the boy. The boy. It's not on purpose, but that's the result of it, regardless. Right. And right. so you got these boys going out there. They're very emotional, like their mom and stuff, and not understanding, like, sometimes you got to let that mess slide or let it roll off your shoulder versus just, just taking everything so to heart and everything. It was just interesting. But I saw that video, man, and my younger self, you know, choked up off of that video because it's kind of like, man, like I had a better appreciation of him because of that. And even though it wasn't related to the other stuff he was doing, because it was because mm-hmm. he, he was talking about something else, and and he had mentioned he was I think he was talking about some kind of uh, cologne or something like that. He was talking about some something totally different, and somebody had messaged him asking him a question about something. He's like, let me just give you. He's like, let me just start from the beginning. Let me just tell you. This let's start from here. First of all, this is toothpaste. This is so it seemed very basic and funny, but if you watch it, it was not. It was kind of like some people, the stuff he's saying, the products he was saying, the regiment and stuff like that, you would not it sounds silly until you see it. And then it's kind of like, man. Like that should be taught in every school. Um yeah, it's almost kind of, you know, I'm probably going to edit this out, but it's almost kind of like, <laughs> like being a kid and you don't have no man in the house, mm-hmm. you don't think the piece standing up. Right. But you wouldn't think that growing up in a house with women, that mm-hmm. you have the option to stand up and pee in the toilet. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll take it a step further. I, I used to... Um... You know, growing up with all women, my mom, my sister, my older cousin was like my older sister. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> after seeing them like walk around with their towels, because you know they have to cover up their breasts, so they used to walk around with the Same towel here. up. <laughs> I used to do that too, like Me thinking too. that that was normal. Then it was like a couple other guys that just happened to be at the house, and I just happened to come out. And they were like, "What are you doing?" Right. You know, and right. uh, you know they just corrected me finally you know what i'm saying and yeah and i had an uncle who was there but he was trying to be supportive and not be like mean or not mean but like kind of i don't know if he, i guess he felt like since my mom didn't correct it he wouldn't say anything you know right, right. um because they knew i wasn't like trying to be a woman mm-hmm. but at the same time you know i'm this is the, the behavior I'm modeling the behavior right. and so yeah I, I did that same thing <laughs> yeah like i used my mom's um deodorant secret Mm-hmm. You know, strong enough for a man, made for a woman. And I used it because that's the kind we had in the house. 
So right. we didn't have no Old Spice or nothing else. It was just IU's secret. And it's just like, oh, they, there's mint, you know, deodorant? Oh, okay, let me <laughs> let me try this. So it's just funny how stuff is. And like I said, people do what they can, the best they can or whatever. But like I said, it's just, and so it's just so many reasons and levels of why we are just not on the same page and everything is just so off kilter. And I don't know if we even mentally equipped to hear the stuff he was trying to teach. You know, like I said, I'm a grown man and a lot of it was just like crazy and hard to hear, but it was the truth. And so I'm sure for a lot of people, and I think it's a lot of grateful people too, glad that he was that, that uncle or that father figure that says, screw this. I'm just going to tell you the truth, how it is. Um, <laughs> because cause this is the kind of conversation you would have like in a barbershop or with your buddies and stuff. And some of the stuff you wouldn't even be, feel comfortable enough to talk to your buddies about. So this would be mm -hmm. the person they care so much that they didn't care about how you would feel to tell you the truth. And that's what, right. and that's what even what good friends do. Sometimes it'd be like, man, that was harsh as hell. But thank you for telling right. me. Yeah, I had to tell you me, this. Because everybody would have walked around and let me looking like a fool. And so <laughs> I think he was doing that. And now sometimes he seemed like he was doing too much sometimes, but very seldom that I felt. But he kind of stuck to his guns. Like he was even talking about like, you know, don't be having no babies before you're married. And he's, he's very traditional in a way. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, even though the stuff is traditional and kind of dated, it kind of kept everything in line. Mm -hmm. and, and it's funny how like the game Jenga that's kind of set up with the blocks and it looks like it's sturdy or whatnot turn around and some of the main blocks are pulled out of it and so we have the appearance of being sturdy and secure but we're really not because so many of the fundamental pieces that need to be in certain places are not there mm -hmm. and so when it would take a lot normally to knock it down it just takes one little thing and then the whole thing crashes because it just wasn't built on a good foundation. Foundation, yeah. And it's a lot to tell somebody who has this house that your foundation is crap and <laughs> it won't be able to sustain you. And your security and comfort in that home is a delusion. And it will hurt you if you don't start fortifying that base. If you don't, you know, what you ignore will hurt you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it takes a special person to be able to do that. Uh, most of us just go through just not starting anything because we don't want no extra mess. Mm. It's hard to tell people the truth sweetly or harshly or in between. It's hard to speak to things, even though you know it's true, because you will be judged or prosecuted in a way for those things, regardless if it's true or not. And we sometimes prefer politeness and things not being said for our comfort. But it doesn't mm -hmm. really, it's almost like a, a parent letting a kid do whatever they want to because you want the kid to feel bad. Yeah, mm -hmm. but what are you actually doing to that kid? It's kind of like, okay, they don't feel bad, but then they'll grow up and actually be bad. Mm -hmm. And as soon as somebody checks them, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's almost like, you know, the parent didn't check the kid for talking back and acting up, but then the cop got to check you and it's too late. Right. It's too late, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get checked eventually. You want it from home before you get it from the outside because the outside is, does not see you the same way. Yeah, you are a threat. And, you know, just to piggyback on that, like, we need more of that. It's just hard now because it's like society is always governing something, right? And so it's like, you know, you want to govern your kids this way, but society says, oh, that's too harsh. You have to govern it like this. And then when they're adults and it's like, oh, man, like, you know, society says, now you need to be like this, now that you're an adult. But it's like, wait a minute, you told them to be like this when they're kids. Now, all of a sudden, you want them to do this when they're adults? No, they don't. They don't have that. Like, you know, that's not in their, you know, psychology. You know what I'm saying? Like, to do that, like, 
but you expect them to, you know, because you didn't want me to do this as a kid because you say like spanking kids are bad, even though <laughs> white folks taught us that, you know, spanking kids are bad, right? But then it's like, well, okay, again, you're going to step out here in the street and, you know, the first time some dude runs up on you and you, you, you a pompous asshole and, you know, y'all in the sandbox and he got the biggest stick, then it's like, oh my God, it's a problem. Or the cops, same deal. That's the way it is. Or, <laughs> you know, and back to, looping it back to where we were, some woman or some man tells you, you know, that you aren't necessarily as special as you think you are. You're just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, it's just, you can be the most special thing in the world to that person. Right. But outside of that, you, you just like everybody else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe to that one person that thinks you like this, the most special person in the world. That's great. Right. Manifest that, harness that, embrace it, you know, but don't be mad when, I guess, don't be surprised when certain people don't necessarily consider you the most special person in the world because you don't do it for them. That's not the person that's supposed to see you as the most special person in the world as you are. Right. That's the yeah. truth. That's the truth. Yeah. And like I said, sometimes he would share stories about his aunt that he had to, you know, the family had to check on because she never got married and now she's older and everybody got checking on her because they don't know because she could pass away and nobody would even know she was in the house by herself. And we all have aunties and stuff that ended up alone, you know, and just kind of ride or die. Like, you know, I don't need no man and all this other kind of stuff. And they have that, you know, lonely life by themselves while they were trying to, you know, have it their way and all this other kind of stuff and end up alone. Mm -hmm. And we all have family members like that. And it's just unfortunate because they can be sweet people, but it's almost kind of like if you're not trying to, I'm not saying you got to take people's crap and stuff, but sometimes having things your way leaves you with yourself because you're mm -hmm. the only person who's going to accept it and probably nobody else. And so that's a harsh reality. And so sticking to your guns, you know, just sometimes depending on what that is, you know, it could lead you into a life that you didn't expect for yourself. And there's less stuff out there nowadays for services and stuff to help folks, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just different times. And so, you know, the world, the government ain't trying to help nobody and do anything. It used to be stuff in place back in the day so people could get away with being alone. Nowadays, you could be together and you still paycheck to paycheck trying to keep a roof over your head. So uh -huh. this world is not built for single people. And, you know, if something is not necessarily wrong, because he would even say stuff like, you know, asking people like, why'd you break up? You know, and trying to find out why and be like, hey, if you're still single, he's still single and nothing really happened. You guys are just disagreeing about certain kind of things. Get back with your, your man, you know, because it'll be easier to get back with him than it would be somebody thinking you're going to find somebody going to come in and take care of you. He said, uh -huh. like, nowadays, you know, back in the day, you could be a stepdad. People admired you for it. And nowadays, they use it against you. So the daughter could be <laughs> mad at him and say, hey, he touched me. And then what happens to him? His whole life is ruined. He, uh -huh. You know, anything can happen. And so why would you risk that somebody's kid could possibly be saying something because you said something she didn't like and she accused you of something? And then what? Because you're going to automatically take your, your kid's side, which makes sense. But then he didn't do anything. It, it just could be what would be the what would be the reason why somebody would risk everything they had for that for that situation? Mm -hmm. Or what happens with another kid? Do you guys have a kid together? His money should go towards what? Should his money go towards, you know, your original kid? And our kid together? That's not fair to him. 
but he's paying for everything. Is that fair to him? Just saying stuff like that. And like I said, not to say those situations still wouldn't happen. Like a woman couldn't find another man or a single guy get with a, a woman who have a child. He's not saying that wouldn't happen, but just hearing that kind of stuff and thinking of that way, you probably move differently and expect differently too. And understand mm-hmm. if somebody is going out their way doing that kind of stuff, how lucky they are to have somebody to do that versus thinking like they're obligated. Well, that's your kid now. You married me, so that's that's your kid. So now, you know, <laughs> this is, yeah, like I said, I, I think I'm glad that um, I came across him. I'm glad that I got a chance to, you know, I used to watch the shows all the time on a normal basis. And even though, like I said, sometimes it'd be rough and I'm not even single, but yet and still, I just loved it's like you just see like a like a mystery going and you just want to see how it's going to turn out and, and just just to see and just kind of seeing his popularity grow and then couples who called in and said they you know they fixed their relationship because of him or just the perspective or the women just not understanding trying to force their way into situation thinking they could argue something versus like you know because they have this woman that her man left because he just got tired of her just yelling and arguing all the time and he left her and she wanted him back and um you know he went and found somebody else uh-huh. and he's like so why are you yelling at him if he just asked you to we wanted some peace and you wouldn't do it she's like well i don't know but I, you know I'm, i think i saw that one yeah and she's like i'm better now and he's like well what good is that doing that's not gonna yeah, he... he's gone <laughs> he's moved no. on so you know so just like interesting and the cool thing about it is, is you get to hear stuff you need to hear, even though he's not directly talking to you. You, yeah. get the, you get the benefit of not necessarily getting the shot, but you could get the residual medicine without you actually having to get the shot. So even though he's mm-hmm. not talking to you, if that situation <laughs> sounds familiar, then the advice he's given that person, you could probably <laughs> apply to yourself. Right. Um, <laughs> which I think is kind of cool. And really, what it really boiled down to, he had kind of like a relationship show that was optional. That you had to call in and say you wanted it. He didn't bring anybody in. (laughs) You asked for it and he gave his opinion and you could take it or leave it or whatnot. Right. But I thought it was very cool for him to just be on that constant with that many different people coming in with different situations. And he had all his facts together, his statistics together, his wisdom together, you know. So if somebody tried to go the religion angle, he had that down. If he tried to go his historical thing, he'd go down that route. It's just like, you know, his experiences and stuff. I thought it was just really, really, really neat. And it just made me just even as just a person just wanting to be more well-versed on things. I think I know, you know, I know some stuff, but I thought it was just really neat how versed he was in so many different things and how it all kind of comes together and how you could kind of use that that kind of thing to to express yourself in a way that could be life-changing for folks but if people feel hurt and, and don't like what he said that's fine that's fair but i don't think it's fair if he or anybody else is just judged on a soundbite or a clip of something without kind of you know getting a chance to know a person by the work that they do and if somebody could listen to NWA back in the day and the chronic with chicks ain't nothing but hoes and, and all that kind of stuff. If you could go unoffended from that and singing that and dancing to that, then you could get over your average at best. I think you're tempered enough to be able to survive, you know, your six or your average at best or the yeah. stuff he was saying. I, I, if you survive the, 
the 90s and West Coast hip hop, gangster rap, <laughs> you could survive Kevin Samuel's evaluation of a person who asked to be evaluated. Right. <laughs> yeah, true that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, for all those who listening, man, y'all go ahead and give it a shot. You know, um, I didn't extra listen to him. I'm gonna be honest. I only saw sound bites and stuff, and then I, I, I caught a couple of videos and stuff. But I'm open minded to know, like, you know, if I didn't see the whole thing, like, I can't just really be out here dogging it. But you know, check it out for yourself, and you know, see if you dig it. You know what I mean? Well, Wayne, I appreciate you saying that, and also that's why I wanted to talk to you about this because, like I said, uh. You're very young, but you're very wise and you're very open. And you, you never just run into a situation without kind of assessing it or, or giving it benefit of the doubt, which I'm sure does well for you. To well, except for, like I'll say, except for Bel Air. I did, I did judge <laughs> Bel Air before. I did judge Bel Air before, before I watched it. And then I watched it, I was like, oh, this is kind of dope. Um, yeah. I think part of that was so. because of the source who was who was bringing it up more so. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I think because because so. sometimes sometimes you just do that just to flex more so than that's how you feel. Sometimes it's just like <laughs> you, the delivery system is just you know you know. It's like wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, so but that was like the one and only. But other than that, yeah, man, you know you just got to be you got to be open. You know what I'm saying and and. Um, you know, that's going to help you in life yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the more you, the more open you are to learning and to bettering yourself, the better you're going to put yourself in position for, for a number of different things, not just for women and men, you know, but just in general, you know what I'm saying? Like you just put yourself in better position in general. So be open. Yeah. So true. And uh, I guess the main thing I want people to know is be open to help and be able to recognize help too. Even if it's not, coming from a familiar place even if it's not delivered the way you um you think it's delivered i think truth is in a lot of things and i think sometimes we're just so used to if we don't recognize it we reject it um that we miss out on a lot because there's a lot of things that presents itself to be for us and helpful that's the exact opposite and so mm -hmm. if that's possible it's possible for it to work the other way where the things that are making us afraid or uncomfortable are things that we really need to help us because we're not really used to things being out there really to help us so it right. would be foreign it would feel funny but always look twice at those kind of things or, or at least investigate to find out why that is because usually if it's if you feel in the ways about it there's something to it and sometimes it's not your first thought of you know it's bad because it made me feel off sometimes you know growth hurts that's why they have growing pains that's why right. that's a thing that's why you know everything costs everything costs mm -hmm. and even the truth cost so but yeah so uh rest in peace to mr kevin samuels uh, he took on a lot that he didn't have to do. He could have sold books and t-shirts and kind of ran off with the money and kind of just been selfish. But I think he gave more than people knew that he was doing. 
and this is from somebody who you know creates art t-shirts and whatever and just do different stuff so i understand like it's so much stuff that people are selling don't have anything really to offer and he did the exact opposite of not selling anything but was there night after night giving himself his experiences his wisdom his concerns and just was there kind of showing up and not asking for anything else just kind of giving mm -hmm. who does that who does that and so I, for one, appreciate him. And to tell you the truth, I'm not even the person I think he was even really for, but I still even got something out of it. And so for that, <laughs> I, I'm greatly appreciative to him for that. And, um, but yeah. Did you have anything else, Wayne the Q? Nah, man, y'all check it out. Have your own opinions. That's the only way we do it. So that's it. That's right. All right. That's been Jay and Wayne the Q. Until next time. Peace, peace. easy. Peace. If you have an issue with me, you can't have an issue with what I say. Brothers, what it comes down to is there are a lot of folks who are upset that you're actually trying to become better versions of yourself. You got to ask yourself, why are so many people threatened by a man, black men want to become better versions of themselves, Black women want to become better versions of themselves and black men and black women saying they want to deal with one another. Why are so many people threatened by that? Anyway, got to get up out of here. Until the next time, peace. We are gone. for listening and please like and subscribe be sure to check out past and future episodes of this show along with my other shows entitled the movie bench quarterbacking podcast and the j and podcast available now on all streaming platforms until next time peace mm -hmm.